Christian Medical and Dental Associations hope you enjoy today's chapel message. Well, uh, for our time of chapel together this morning as we kick off uh, a new year, this is not the first chapel of the year, but uh, I wanted to kind of do a, a message this morning on something the Lord's been kind of dealing with me on, is dealing with the word difficult. Dealing with the word difficult. And before I jump into that, I want to give you a public service announcement. How many of you knew that yesterday, January 9th, was clean off your desk day? Did anyone know that? I did participate in it when I found out. So there's my desk. It's clean, uh, completely cleaned down. Uh, you can't see what's on this side of the camera, but um, at least for that side, for the picture, it looks really, really, really good. So uh, it was something I wanted to celebrate. Dealing with the word difficult, uh, over and over and over again, as I thought about our chapel time together uh, today, the Lord just kept bringing this one word, difficult. And I began to think about uh, a lot of things about that. And a verse of scripture that came to my mind was uh, found in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. And I like the way the Living Bible says this. It says this, A prudent man foresees the difficulties ahead and prepares for them. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. A prudent man foresees the difficulties that are ahead and prepares for them. Uh, you could also add here that not only does the prudent man prepare for these times of difficulty, but the prudent person perseveres through them and uh, preserves through them, stays healthy and strong and robust. We call this in, in the well-being world uh, resilience, which is what our, our national convention is all about this year, is how do we foresee those difficulties that are coming ahead and how do we prepare for them? As you look at this word foresees, I think it implies two things. One is that these difficulties are often off in the distance. You don't, they don't always immediate right now, but you can, should be able to see them coming. And secondly, not only they're off in the distance, but they are often coming our direction. The winds are blowing them uh, in our direction. So I want to ask you a question this morning. What do you think of? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of the word difficult? And I'm keenly aware this morning that each of us have something that's, that's coming to our mind. When it comes to the word difficult, some of you are thinking about a difficult decision that you've had to make or you are in the process of or having to make. As we kind of came towards the end of 2022, there was a lot of difficult decisions we had to make as a ministry and uh, family uh, issues that you've had to deal with and a lot of difficult decisions. And we, when you think about the word difficult, automatically you uh, begin to think about that. For some of you, it's a loss, something uh, uh, that you lost. If you say to me, how was your holiday season, I'm going to tell you it was fantastic. I had a great holiday. My kids were in. My grandson was in. But if you ask my neighbor how her holiday was, she'd say it was very difficult because she lost her mom around the holidays. And so a different perspective on the word, uh, the word difficult. For some of you, you think about this, right? Uh, a, a difficult game to watch last night, amen? And the only thing worse than watching the difficulty of that game was now having to put up with these Georgia fans that are here in chapel today, okay? Uh, it's, for those of us who are not Georgia fans, it's going to be a difficult day. I just, just kind of sense it, right? How about a challenge? Some of you are thinking about a challenge, maybe a financial challenge or a health challenge that you're going through that's been a, a difficulty. It just, it just seems like it keeps piling on. It's not getting any better. How about this, a person 
How many of you had a person that came to your mind and, and you just immediately began to think about this difficult person in your life and as much as you try to, to love that person, they just are, are incredibly difficult. Maybe it's a problem that you're facing. I was thinking about some of the problems that, that we had to deal with. I remember a couple of years ago, my, uh, we were living in Wilmore. I was working at Go International and there were some attic steps that were broken and I, we, they needed to be replaced. And I said to my dear friend, Ron, Alp, I said, hey, we need to hire somebody. He said, oh, that's an easy job. We can do that in about 45 minutes. We can just swap out those steps. About eight hours later, I said, I'm glad we're not getting paid by the hour for this job because, man, this thing has turned out to be a lot more difficult than we had thought. Sometimes you look at something and go, that would be easy. Then no problem. It turns out to be much, the problem is much more difficult. Maybe for some of you, it's a pressure that you're under right now. And when you think about the word difficult and what you're facing this year, a pressure, maybe at work, at home, in a relationship, it's overwhelming. It's been said, uh, and Paul alluded to this in his prayer, that 2022 was a challenging year, and it's been predicted that 2023 will be more difficult. Now, some of you are saying, well, thanks for that word of encouragement, Bert. Uh, I really appreciate that. Some of you are like ready to, you wish I'd open up the altar this morning because, man, if that's, if that's reality, and this year is going to be more difficult, you're thinking, oh no, that's going to be challenging. Well, I began to think about this idea. The level of difficulty is often in the, the determining factor in the duration of our determination. The level of difficulty is often the determining factor in the duration of our determination. How, as, as, as things get more difficult, our determination often tends to wean and we often tend to give up or to give in. We have a tendency in life to default when it comes to the difficult. We have a tendency to default when it comes to the difficult things of life. We don't like difficult things. And I think the Bible has some, some perspective on this and this idea of default. I was reminded of Matthew 13, verse 21, uh, the, the story about the seeds in the soil and, and the seed that, that fell on the rocky soil. It sprang up and it looked like it was really good. Uh, but then all of a sudden, this, uh, when the problems came, when Jesus begins to interpret this uh, parable and this story, when the problems come and the difficulties come, what happens? They get choked out. We have a tendency to default when things get difficult, when the heat and the storms and the difficulty comes. We have a tendency to default. Paul would say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, in the Amplified Bible, he says that none of you, that no one should be disturbed or beguiled and led astray by these afflictions and difficulties to which I have referred. For you know yourselves, you know that this is unavoidable in our position and must be recognized as our appointed lot. Difficulties come. Reminded of what, Paul, what the, uh, Acts chapter 14 describes in the message. It says, after proclaiming the message in Derby and establishing a strong core of disciples, they retracted their steps to Lystria, then Iconium, and then Antioch, putting grit in their lives of the disciples, urging them to stick with what they had begun to believe and not to quit, making it clear to them that it would not be easy. Anyone signing up for the kingdom of God has to go through plenty of hard times and difficulties. And it seems like we're always looking for the easy button. What's the easiest route, the easiest way? And we don't really want to hit the difficult button. We'd rather find an easier path. Alistair Begg said this, Christianity 
is not about how to escape from the difficulties of life. It's about how to face the difficulties of life. And I've heard Gene talk about this a lot. A lot of times our evangelism approaches are just are, are off base. You know, like, hey, come give your life to Christ. And, and it's this kind of easy pitch, like the easy button that comes with salvation. And it's not. We're not guaranteed an easy life. We're not guaranteed an easy path. And I think sometimes we lead people astray when we lead them to believe that just give your life to Christ and things will become easier. His, his burden is light. And, and we kind of quote those verses of Scripture. But what he, what he promises to do is to help us through these difficult times and these difficult seasons in the life. And by the way, as I look at some of the difficulties we face as individuals, I don't know how people who don't know Christ make it through these times of difficulties. I don't know how they, they carry the water by themselves. Uh, Hudson Taylor said this, all our difficulties are only platforms for the manifestation of his grace, his power, and his love. I just love that quote. All of the difficulties in life, every difficulty that you and I face, they are only platforms for the manifestation of God to do, uh, uh, to work in his grace and power and his love. It reminds me of what my, my dear friend Jorge, a, a missionary friend, who lives in Mexico, and every time we would face a difficulty on a mission trip, he would always say something like this, Bert, this is just another glorious opportunity to let God do the impossible in our lives. A difficulty is just another glorious opportunity to let God do the, uh, the impossible in our lives. So I began to think about this, dealing with the word difficult, and what does the scripture have to say about difficulties? Because if, if the predictions are right, last year was challenging, and this year may be more difficult based on some things that uh, they're saying you hear on the news and maybe some things as you look ahead and foresee the difficulties that are coming your way. What are some things that we should understand? Let me just share with you a few things in our brief time together that the Lord just kind of impressed on my heart as I look through the scriptures. Number one is this truth. Life is difficult. Life is difficult. How many of you have ever read the book, The Road Less Traveled? The first line in the book is just simply, life is difficult. I'm reading a, a book by... Uh, about Nick Saban, the leadership principles of Nick Saban right now. I've been, been enjoying it. And it's one of the first things he always, they say he always goes over with his, his new recruits and the new people that come in because uh, some of them think they're coming to play for the University of Alabama. It's just going to be a cakewalk and they're going to be superstars. And he begins to quote the line from this book, life is it's difficult. He's trying to set the, the tone for the challenges that lie ahead. And, and a lot of times people don't understand that life is Difficult. They're looking for the easy button. They're looking for a, an easier way, and they don't realize how difficult life is. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many that go thereby. Because narrow is the gate, and understand this, difficult is the way that leads to life, and there are few that find it. I'm currently reading through the, uh, the one-year Bible and the chronological Bible right now in my, in my quiet time. And I was struck by this idea as I was preparing for this message uh, a few days ago when I, when I was reading through Genesis chapter 3, uh, how, how the fall impacted the difficulties in life. Remember, the deceiver came and deceives uh, Eve and Adam uh, into thinking they don't have to follow God's plan or obey God. And so they, they take of the fruit, the forbidden fruit, and all of a sudden... The punishment of that is they're kicked out of this paradise, they're kicked out of the garden, and life becomes so much more difficult. And childbearing for Eve, and toiling and working the ground for Adam, and all of a sudden it just things go off the charts in terms of the difficulties 
of life. Why? Because of sin, because of the fall, we understand that life is difficult. Billy Graham said, God promises no easy life or days without troubles, trials, or difficulties and temptations. He never promises that life will be perfect. He does not call his children to the playground, but to the battlefield. So John chapter 16, verse 31 and 32 says this in the message. The Father is with me, and I told you all these things so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. Listen to what he says, and this is the message translation. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. There's a perspective. There's a context. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, he says. I have conquered the world. I have overcome. So the first thing I want us to understand is that life is difficult. The second thing I think the Bible teaches is that in the last days, things will become more difficult. We shouldn't be surprised, right? Quickly, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times or very difficult days. And, and have you ever wondered, I, I, we could have a, a whole other conversation about if we are living in the, the last days and I think there's some good evidence that we may be living in the last days, but one of those evidences would be how much more difficult things are becoming. And we're always shocked, like things are really getting difficult or things are really getting bad. And the Bible predicts for us that that's the way it will be as we come to approach the end of time. We shouldn't be surprised by this fact. In the last days, things will become more difficult. Life is difficult and things will become more difficult as we approach this, the, the end of time. The third thing I notice is this that we make things more difficult when we make bad decisions. We think we make things more difficult when we make bad decisions. Now, think about this for a second. Have you, have you ever gotten in a really difficult situation and the only person to blame was me? Was yourself? Someone said, man, this isn't a good idea. I don't think I'd do that or I wouldn't do this or you know, I, from, they gave you some wisdom and you just didn't listen and things went from bad or hard to more difficult. I like to quote the great theologian John Wayne, right? Life is hard, harder when you're stupid. Amen? <laughs> uh, man, it's just, there's a lot of truth to that great piece of theology there. And when you listen to God and you follow God's word, it, you're still, life's difficult. Life can be hard, but it gets even harder when you won't listen. It gets even harder when you're hard-headed. And you just won't uh, submit to God and his plans, and you've got an idea of what wants to happen. I'm reminded of the story in Acts chapter 27. Uh, Paul and the, his, the, the crew there were, were traveling along the seacoast, and they were traveling at a much later time than they should have been traveling. And, and as you read through Acts chapter 27, you, you, you get the context of the story that the winds were contrary, and, and the way was incredibly difficult. And things were just becoming more difficult. They finally land, and Paul advises the crew, listen, God appeared to me in a dream last night and warned me we should not go on. There's a chance that all of life will be lost. And they didn't listen to Paul. They didn't listen to his dream. They didn't listen to what God had warned them. And so they consulted the other crew, and they said, man, we can make it. Said, we're tough. We can, we can keep on going. If you keep on reading Acts chapter 27, you see that they got, things got so difficult because they wouldn't listen, that all hope of surviving was absolutely gone. That's how difficult it became. Why? Because they wouldn't listen. We make things more difficult when we make bad decisions and we won't listen to others. 
Number four, I would suggest that we learn about the word difficult, that we can bring our difficulties to God. Life is incredibly difficult. It become more difficult as we approach the last days, but and we make things even more difficult when we won't listen and follow good sound advice and biblical wisdom. But one of the things we learn is that we can bring, actually bring these difficulties to God. This is the tremendous gift that we have as followers of Christ. Is that no, matter, no matter what came to your mind when I said at the beginning of this talk that life is difficult, what comes to your mind when you think of the word difficult, whatever came to your mind, that thing you don't have to carry all by yourself and you can bring that and leave it at the feet of Christ. I'm reminded of Exodus chapter 18 verse 19. You had Moses who's, who's like the sole leader. He's taking care of all this stuff and his father-in-law comes to visit him and he's saying, look, you can't keep this up. You can't keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're facing all these difficult situations and dealing with all these difficult problems, and it's too much for you to handle. So his father-in-law wisely says, here's what you should do. You should divide, get some other leaders, and give them some authority to take care of some things, and entrust them to take care of some of the less difficult situations. And the things that are too difficult for them, essentially what he says, is have them bring those to you, and then he says this piece of wisdom, and then you take those difficulties to God. It's a great plan. It's a great idea. Moses was being completely wore out by those things that were weighing him down. He began to distribute those to others, and he began to share the load. And then ultimately, when the difficult, uh, issues were too difficult, they would bring them to Moses. Johnny Erickson Tata said this, Nothing is a surprise to God, therefore we can bring those things to him. Nothing is a setback to his plans Nothing can thwart his purposes, and nothing is beyond his control. Think about the most difficult thing that you're facing right now, and God's not surprised. And God's not thinking to himself, oh no, what am I going to do if he or she brings that to me? I'm also reminded of the story of Daniel. Daniel was uh, an interpreter of dreams, the Bible tells us. And the king couldn't figure out a dream. And he'd gone to all the wisest people in the kingdom and asked them to interpret the dream. And no one could interpret the dream. And word gets to the king that there's someone in the kingdom, Daniel, who has the wisdom of God and is able to interpret dreams. And not only able, the scripture says, to interpret dreams, but able to interpret difficult dreams and difficult things. And what was his secret? He was able to interpret the difficult dream. But what was the key to his interpreting the difficult things was he heard the dream and he took the dream to God and God gave him the interpretation for the dream. He took those difficult things to God. Difficulty reminds us of where our dependability should be and it should be on God and not ourselves. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Number five, I would suggest to us this morning that nothing is too difficult for God. The reason why we can take it to him is nothing's too difficult for him. Genesis 18, verse 14. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? Jeremiah 32, verse 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Nothing is too difficult for God. David Jeremiah said, No circumstance, person, or difficulty can stop the plans and the promises 
of God. I was reminded yesterday as I was thinking about this message this morning is a song by Don Moen. Nothing is too difficult. How many of you ever sang that song? Nothing, nothing, nothing is too difficult for God. Nothing, 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 nothing. And lastly, we can delight in our difficulties. We can delight in them. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10 says this, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I like the way that the Living Bible translates that. Since I know it is all for Christ's good, I am quite happy about the thorn and about insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. And then he says this, The less I have, the more I depend on him. What, what can we learn? We can, we can delight in these times of difficulties. Peter Marshall said this, God will not permit any troubles to come upon us unless we, he has a specific plan by which great blessing can come out of the difficulty. God's got a great blessing if we delight in those times of difficulties and, and not despair as we go through those seasons of difficulties. Johnny, once again, she said this, most of the verses in the Bible or written about praise in God's word, were voiced by people who were faced with crushing heartaches, injustice, treachery, slander, and scores of other difficult circumstances, but they dealt with the word difficult. Let me close by, by taking to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 13, and verse 19. I think there's some incredible advice here that, uh, that the message translates for us. It says, Friends, when life gets really difficult... Don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you're in the very thick of what Christ has experienced. Be glad that you are in the very thick of that experience. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. Just think about that for a second. Oftentimes when we face these times of difficulty, we just assume God's not on the throne or we assume that God's not listening or that God's nowhere to be found. Don't assume that. When life gets really difficult, don't jump to conclusions. Don't assume. Be glad you're right in the thick of everything that Christ has experienced, and he's promised to go with us as we go through those difficult experiences. And this is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. So what does he say in verse 19? So if you find life difficult because you're doing what God said, take it in stride, trust him. He knows what he's doing, and he'll keep on doing it. That's my challenge for you today. Take it in stride. Trust him. And let him deal with the difficulty. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, When you go through the deep waters in great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. Notice when, when, when. The prudent person foresees danger, and prepares, and I might add, perseveres. Lord, I thank you for this word about difficulty today, and I pray that it will be an encouragement to someone on our team, someone on our staff. Lord, you know the difficulties that are represented in this room, those who are watching online, and the things that keep us stressed and anxious Lord, I pray that you would, we would not default in times 
when times are difficult. And I pray that we keep on trusting you and letting you work all things out. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.